ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Talk, talk, talk. Hello, my baby. Hello, my sunshine. Hello, my son, my daughter. You are my son and my daughter. And I birthed you. You came out of me. It's sup after dark. Sup it's after hours. After hours here. Laura is rocking a <laughs> bold lip. I've gone bold. She's got bold pre-Japan flight. Pre-Japan flight unpacked. P.S. No, I haven't packed a shred. You haven't packed. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I didn't want to like pry, but on my way up to go use the loo like several times, mm-hmm. I did happen. I looked in and I went, "She's she must have packed already." Yeah, fooled you. Fooled me. <laughs> I said she's got to get cracking. I got to get cracking on packing. Damn. Hugely, well, you know it's gonna what? Be okay. It's good because you don't. You can stay up as long as you want. Yeah, true. And I you want to be like overthink it. Yeah, you want. You're going to be spending a day on a plane. A day. I'm going into timekeeper mode. You are and a true timekeeper. When everyone else probably that listens to this pod will be in i'll be in a different zone than them you'll be in the future i'll be a day and a half in the future well we don't know there could be listeners rocking it on the southern hemisphere i mean other than australia like in asia true true hopefully so oh yeah i lost my grip on geography just then i'm also a little high she's a little high <laughs> i took an edible because i have my period and i was having such bad cramps and i was like you know what I'm just does it help take... it has helped it's eliminated all the cramps but i also was like Shit. damn i'm a little high yeah you said i never get i've no. never in Potted my life high. gotten high before my own podcast well bitch this would be the beginning I, of the <laughs> i said laura revealed it to me because we i came over to watch live and after she after the episode, she goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little high. <laughs> and I went, you know what? I kind of think I thought you were a little high. You were right. But I was like, you know, she's living. I get it. The night before a big trip, it's always there's always just like a wave. That's the to-do list. Tacking it on. So many crossing it items off. on the to-do list. You've got a little Tonya to worry about. You've I got, know. but it's all going to work out. No, it's all good. And I figured out that the best plan for me personally packing is to keep my suitcase downstairs. And then I take anything I want to pack downstairs. So I have to be really conscious about like what I'm bringing. That's good. If it's near me, I will load it up until it's 65 pounds and struggle down the stairs yeah. and eventually get harassed at the airport i think that's really smart i always try to leave my suitcases before if i have to if i have like an early flight and i have to get up at like 4 30 or 5 i will leave my outfit out that i'm gonna wear on the plane oh yeah and i keep my suitcase in by the door 
just so I'm like, I feel like I'm in the zone when I get up. Mercifully, I don't have to like leave incredibly early. No. But I do have some like driving around to do. Yeah, you're you're taking to SoCal tomorrow. Yeah. But it's going to be good. You're going to have the best time. I'm so excited. I'm so jealous slash excited. I think you'll have a nice hiatus. Yeah. I'm jealous of myself because I honestly don't believe that this trip is happening. I don't think I'll believe it until I'm in Kyoto. Yeah, I think you've been like, you specifically, just you've, there been, I mean, you were about to go on a big trip right when COVID hit, like mm-hmm. everything got fucked. So like you're. I'm truly. This is your I'm time. S- so you say. This is so you Ever- say. <laughs> I say I'm going to Japan. And then I also say. So you say. That's kind of my mentality for everything. So you say is a really actually great place to be in. So you say. Mm-hmm. This I know. So you say. So you say. It's a very. That was always looking back on that little clash. It's very e- like Eastern Europe meets Soviet meets West. Soviet mindset activated american this i know soviet so you say so you say work incredible incredible so let's adopt a little of that like soviet like so you say yeah it's a it's a power move because you're also saying you tell me you tell me Mm -hmm. sure i think we should all be a little more you tell me or let me guess let me guess Mm -hmm. you took an edible because you're on your period you haven't packed Suitcases by the door. You think you're going to pack tonight. You think you're going to pack tonight. <laughs> you but you're going to, you know, you're going to wake up, crack, ass crack a dawn and think, I got to do this. Now. I got to do this now. <laughs> I know you're going to end up watching, you know, VH1. <laughs> I love New York. You're going to get sucked you're back get into stoned. those TV shows you love so much. <laughs> You'll just stay here. You'll miss the flight entirely. Let me guess. Let me I haven't guess. even packed yet. You're never going to leave. I had this memory. I had a friend once and we stayed up till they had to go on an early flight. So we just stayed up and did blow. <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm stressed the fuck out It was by so that. fun. It is actually fun when you have an early flight. And you do have, if you have a partner in blow crime mm-hmm. and you're just both on the same, well, he was going on a flight and you were staying. I was staying back. <laughs> I went, au revoir. But I was like this, we had the time of our lives. I had it was, the time of my life. It was so fun. And then, and then as soon as my friend was gone, I was like, <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's. I was like, fuck, I guess I'll go on Facebook Messenger and oh. send weird messages to friends in LA. <laughs> I, had a fr- I remember specifically I had a friend who I was messaging who was in L.A. and was like, why are you up? And I was like, no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good reason. I had to <laughs> be with my friend while they sat vigil. While I had they- to hold my friend's hand while we did blow all night in preparation for his big trip this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is blowing. Bye. Bye. Well, I have so much fun. I was fun. like, see you later. You have Tell fun. Testimon. I said, hi. Giacomo. <laughs> Giacomo. Simone is the best. No? No, but I was just like, it was literally like I was seeing my friend, like them off to like. They <laughs> were like going on the Titanic. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and like, I was like, I I was acting as if I was hopping on a plane and taking to the air. But no, I was staying in Bushwick. To be left and then Smoking have on to my face roof. someone else going off like on an. <laughs> 
That is such cokehead behavior. <laughs> Isn't it? That is like, I can't imagine such... anything worse than being coked out after that person leaves and then being like, hmm. <laughs> now what do I do? Now I guess I will. Now it's Sunday. <laughs> Take to the cigs. Oh, it was Sunday. Well, that's no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a weeknight, but it was. It was like. Still, it was definitely like. Well, damn. It's a little spiritual, though. Yeah. No. 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 You're gonna have the best time. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you'd do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s, and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. I'm really excited because right before I came here, friend of the pod, Patrick Sandberg, messaged me that his sister, who is a listener. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Hi to the Sandberg family. We love the Sandbergs. We love you. We see you. We um, honor you. There's a Reddit. Uh, apparently. Go on. <laughs> it's <laughs> apparently the listing for the nanny for the Baldwins. Okay. Hilaria, the Balbonitos, Hilaria, has, la madre. Has, has leaked. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say specifically it's Hilaria and Alec, but people are putting it together that it's her slash them. Okay. And the listings are a little weird, but... Can you read one? I'll read the whole thing. Okay, thank God. I have it right here. Thank God. So it was posted to some... The Nanny League. Anyway. Is that like an online group? Yeah. Is this like bad? Whatever. It's on Reddit. No, it's on Reddit. It's out there. Lovely high-profile family seeks top-notch local career nanny to work alongside hands-on mom with her six children, ages seven, five, three, two, and two infants. Three days on, four days off. I don't know if this is pre-youngest seventh, but whatever. Off the bat, this is way too much math for me to do. You will live in while... You will live in while on you shift of three days, three nights, four days off. It would be a fluid schedule, so you may have to work weekends, must be open and flexible, easygoing overall. They are incredibly tight-knit, down-to-earth family who are looking for two professional professional seasoned, drama-free, reliable, and committed nannies to help them navigate raising six children at once. Will sleep, this is in bold, will sleep with one or more child, must be okay with that. In the same bed. <laughs> okay. This is getting worse. And wor- the only thing I could or would want less than being coked out on a roof is, alone is this, is this job. job. Yeah, that sounds great compared to... Oh, I'll take the blow. Yeah. Load me up. <laughs> Load me the fuck up and leave me for dead on this roof. It's fine. Candidates with a background in child development or na- education is a plus, as they hope that these nannies will be thoroughly invested in the ch- children's emotional, mental, and physical development. They have an all-hands-on-deck philosophy. Like uh, pirates. Mom values her relationship with her staff. Okay. Mom is a no-nonsense type of gal and demands respect and good manners from her children. But they are also children, and as we know, kids will be kids. Fair. Ideal candidates are extremely patient, kind, nurturing, open-minded, and fully invested in their job as a nanny. If this is any of you out there, side note. <laughs> please, please, apply. apply. The time is now. No pushovers or unkind people, please. <gasps> don't be she a pushover. Actualized. And don't be unkind. <laughs> how you treat the children is how you... How you treat the children is how you help teach them to treat others is of utmost importance. This is truly an incredible position for one highly... Qu- this is truly an incredible position. Is it? This is what she says. Is For it one inc- highly qualified nanny, please do not inquire if you have any allergies to dogs. They have three. They will not be providing housing for your days off. Wait. Yeah. Huh? What? Buried that at the very end. Must have long tenure with previous families. 
and excellent references. Salary starts at 75K. Too low. And a monthly stipend towards health insurance. No, it need no. I Travel covered and bonuses. Two weeks paid vacation time not to be taken consecutively. Okay, no. fuck them. Fuck you for not providing housing. Well, and fuck here, you. here's what I have to say to that. At first, I was like, wait, what? But then I guess ideally this person has their own apartment that they can go back to. Yeah, that's true. So they like share the room, I'm which just is being... kind of. No, when I, uh, b- before I thought that I was also like, fuck you. Well, but I'm like, you're <laughs> you're telling the kid you're going to have to sleep with the kids. Three days on for this, you need starting salary 100K in this economy. 100k yeah starting this is for anyone that like applies to this job uh-huh. with love and light i'm giving you a coach 100k starting salary plus you get to choose the best insurance plan and they pay for it not wait. a monthly stipend like they just need to pay for it wait 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 okay i, I glossed over this Mom values relations with her staff and is looking for people who genuinely enjoy working as a team and are okay not having full autonomy but rather thrive working in a buddy system. Their nannies are an extension of the parents. This also means that you have a no task is too big or small mentality and you are open to helping pitch in whatever is needed to get done. Competitive package. Separate housing is provided for you close to the beach. Okay. Things are uh, looking up. (laughs) I'd say take it. Yeah. Must be fully vaccinated and willing to take precautions by the CDC. Is this like if they travel, housing is provided? I think they live the at the beach. I'm confused. I think the Baldwinitos have relocated to... Long Island? Yeah. Strong Island? Is that Tony, by the way? That little, like... Probably. Or is it Mango? I think it's Tone. Could Mango's be here. One of them. Mango's here. Tony is here. They're having sleepover right they now. They are. It's, it's like really lock-in cute. vibes. We're having like a lock-in. We are. You're high. I'm locked in by the end of the night. (laughs) (laughs) From my fucking antibiotic. This is the adult version of a lock in. These are the lock ins that you always looked forward to from childhood. I had some good ones. And now it's happening. The 20 something lock in is doing coke all night before (laughs) one of you goes to the airport. And the and, and the thirty something, something is, is having diarrhea because you have so, a because you have a pick line because you were just trying to take, take care of a nail fungus and, and things went horribly horribly wrong and you're on edible and the other is on being on edibles because you have your period <laughs> <laughs> and you have to travel twelve I'm traveling hours internationally skipping ahead a full day the next day it feels right to get into it yeah. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique Podcast. Boots <laughs> the house down. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. They're so salty. <laughs> you know what I want? You know that? <laughs> you know in Chicago the song she goes. <laughs> she goes. Yeah. I go. <laughs> I had a friend, Rob. Did you on, have a flash? No, I had a flash. Rob, who was on Saving Sex in the City 3, Rob Aquino, 
we were talking about that song and he was like, I can do that full routine lip synced. And in fact, I did it for people at a party. Let me send you the video. And I was like, okay. And then I watched it. He did the entire was song. Was it good? It was so flawless. good. It was flaw Like he was born to do this and this alone. <laughs> and it, it radically, I literally watched Chicago later that night when I got home because of that video. He embodied. He embodied. He embodied, he embodied as Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> and he boots the fucking house down. <laughs> she goes... <laughs> he was just at a party. I go. <laughs> he was just at a party. Yeah, I guess so. Damn. I'll have to send it to you. This needs to make its rounds because it was. He needs to go viral. That needs to go viral. Um, Anyways, what were we talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the first part of the reunion oh, for this shit ass show. So I've heard. I haven't seen something <laughs> on, on social media that I think like. There's so many fucking dumb Bravo accounts that you have to be like, take it at all with a grain of salt because there's just misinformation more than I am. They're their own kind of form of cue if you really think about it. But I saw that people were saying that season four of Rolsick was canceled. And I was like, but then I saw Mary Crosby, Cosby was coming back. And I was like, what? We need her now more well, than now ever. Now that Jen's gone. Also, we need it. But a I was connection like, I... to Jesus on this show. Yeah, but I was like, she's not coming back. If Jen got arrested, she's like, laying low. <laughs> she's like, I'm out of here. Well, maybe she took a season off to get yeah. her affairs in order. So she... <laughs> she has receipts. Yeah, and, she yeah. to like move some money offshore <laughs> and just like meet with accountants and make sure that everything is good to go. She moves some money to the Bahamas. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I do care miss of a few her. Things. I miss her so much. Women. <laughs> Women. But, I mean, but then I, I said that to Laura when we were watching and she was like, I wouldn't really miss it. I wouldn't care. Less like, work. <laughs> less work for us. Take something off of our plates for once. Can someone just take <laughs> one thing off of our plates? Bravo. We're looking at you. We love you, though. Have a song. No, have a song. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. You want us on as bartenders. We'll be so fun. Please. We don't even get to say anything. Peter <laughs> <laughs> will do this. The bartenders tonight are Carrie and Laura from Sex Unique Podcast. And he goes, hey, thanks for being here. And I'm like, she goes. <laughs> and then me and into the full song and just <laughs> railroad, railroad the entire show. It takes five minutes. We do the full routine, or just you? No, we do. You could be Renee Zellweger, <laughs> where she's like, "So, what do you think?" And Renee's like, <laughs> <laughs> "We just fully like dom and like everyone and alienate well, everyone." Broadway review acapella because we wouldn't have any music, or maybe Andy would love it. I think he might love it. He'd be like this. He'd be gagged. He'd go, yeah. <laughs> I drink, you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would go like this. He goes, and now, Val McCallie in an act of desperation. Boom, boom, boom. But yeah, this season is like, this reunion is. It's tourish. There's there were some fun moments, but it feels like this reunion is going to be just a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of just 
con- questions continuing to go unanswered, and mostly with Ms. Gay. Yeah, talking about Ms. someone that isn't there is n- actually not that entertaining. Every union, no, when and then, it all focuses around one person that would be crucial to be there, <laughs> not there because she's because she's going to jail she's going and to she's Pujol. literally like facing prison. Yeah, it's really dark. It feels like it, it. You do see, even though she's incredibly toxic and like so manipulative and like just bulldozes reality. Her presence is a big part of why the show is so good. Well, yeah, they built this show around her, and around now... her, and she carried it, and now she's. Li- it's so dark. Lisa Barlow posted. <laughs> In, in anticipation for the first reunion, she goes, this girl is an... By the way, this is... She's is this still, a picture of Lisa? Yeah, she's in Sundance. I love that. This girl is an only this girl. This girl and only... Oh, I think she meant to say and. This girl and only this girl is who I am accountable for. I work extremely hard. I have integrity in what I do, and I'm raising boys that know the values of our family. I can only speak for and about me. Heart, I haven't slept in five days. <laughs> to see you tomorrow. Damn. I love. I haven't slept in five days. She hasn't. She's been. I haven't slept in five days. Sundance is the biggest day of the year for us. <sighs> biggest time of the year for Vita. The Vita Vultures. It's true. They. It's absolute. Were you at Sundance this year? And how much Vita? Vita did you drink? Tell us. Maybe. Let us know if anyone's there. What if? Heather's black eye was because Lisa secretly plied her with Vita <laughs> and she made her black out and it'll all come back to Vita and it's her in-house marketing team's big scheme. Well, let's talk about it like right off the bat. Like the big the name on everybody's lips is gonna, gonna be, be Heather. Heather. She will not fucking so she the whole episode crescendos into andy being like what the fuck happened with your eye mm-hmm. and she just says you know what andy i the embarrassing thing is i was just blackout and i do not remember what happened so she all the things she said to heather to whitney and to others saying and to jen and meredith being like oh they're gonna push me i'm gonna tell them what happened and they're gonna be sorry mm-hmm being like cagey and a fucking freak about it and an attention whore. That was apparently fake. But I guess it was fake. But I understood where she was coming from when she was like, look, I black if it's true and she did just block out, which I actually kind of think it is. Yeah. Like that she just got really fucked up, blacked out, like fell. Something weird went down. Also, what if she was on shrooms and ketamine? And like if you're drinking, yeah, those claims were launched by none other than the queen of the reunion and the queen of Sundance. Lisa goes, "Uh, they were telling me that they were doing ketamine. They had ketamine and what? A ketamine pill, shrooms. (laughs) She was like, shrooms and ketamine. At first it was ketamine and then it was shrooms and ketamine. Lisa claims that Jen Shaw, Meredith, and I think Heather were... Shrooming. Shrooming in, in, in a K-hole. In a fucking K-hole. Which kind of makes sense for yeah. that night. They were a little weird. They were weird. And I think maybe they were doing ketamine the, the night when they were all Maryland. They could, because I've had those kinds of laws on ketamine. 
kinds of laws they had were veering into like drug territory. Well, Meredith didn't drink really, so I was, but she was fucked up too. So it's like, what was she doing? Yeah, even if Heather said she didn't drink at all that night, Meredith said I had one drink. Oh, Meredith, yeah. What but else I was, was like, she? Hmm. Slander. But I think that Heather just was working out demons and yeah, that, like got an accident or had an accident and then did wake up and was really ashamed because also it's like she grew up Mormon Mormon and like didn't do any of that kind of stuff and then now she's divorced unleashed yeah. on the world she's on a hit show she's famous she has a book coming out like I get being in a fucking shame spiral about a oh, blackout are you kidding I've been there yeah. like it's it makes it's sort of like is that like Occam's razor kind of thing where it's is like that what it is? Explain that. It's like the most I'm like Let me check before we need chatbot. Don't you hope chatbot upends Google? Like destroys Google. Occam's razor shaving off unlikely explanations. So it's like whittling it down to like what's the most logical explanation? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just she was fucked up and like hit her face. Yeah. Because she was wasted and, like, was too ashamed to admit it. Happens. And I get it. It, made, it, it, it did make me feel like I felt more endeared to her after that. Because I've been there and I know what that's like. And, you know, not saying she's, like, an alcoholic. But, like, she just probably had, like, a bad... She was in a bad state. Yeah. And the way that Wheatney looked at her when she was talking about that also made me think, like, Heather's telling the truth. Like, yeah, Whitney, Whitney would know. She would know, and she didn't. Her cousin radar was going off. Her cousin radar was going off, and she didn't press her, and she was just like quiet and like let her speak. And respectful. She was a respectful little sis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Love that girl. Love that girl. Fucking love that girl. But I think it was. But then, okay, I buy that because like I know what that shame is like. I think mm-hmm. we all do of just like, and even when you didn't, you don't just not knowing is blacking out is truly the worst it's the worst it's horrifying and you know i think women black out way more often than men do really i think it's like a known thing i'm like pretty sure that women have like a way bigger chance of blacking out and it's not uncommon but it is so scary and it's really scary feels incredibly shameful vulnerable and like you're just like something bad happened you don't know what it was or Ugh. nothing. The thing that would freak me out is when like nothing would happen, but I'd just be blackout. Yeah, and, and it's just you'd like, be like, you were literally just like AI. When you're blackout, you are AI. You are because you're you're smarter child. My body, I'm Megan. Your body will just go through the motions, and you will still be like standing up, interacting with people for hours, but then you don't remember any of it. No, I that's had like fucked up. I that's happened to me so many times. I had a night my freshman year of college where like parents weekend where I blacked out and like got sighted. But before that, my friend, my best friend who lived next to me, like took me to a party because I was like incapacitated. She said I was like <laughs> making people laugh. I was like holding court. Some guy was flirting with me, some older guy, and I was like wished I was flirting back. Apparently, like I was just like in uh, fully. You were like Shoshana. I was truly, and then and then the You're next your morning. Element. But I like don't remember any of it, which is scary. Yeah, that's freaky. 
Anyway, that's I think, like the best case scenario of a blackout. Oh, that's the only. Sorry, let me get clear. That's probably the only time <laughs> I was the toast of the town. That's a gorgeous blackout story. Another blackout I had was when I literally chased my friend through the hallway of our dorm, throwing goldfish at her. <laughs> I love to throw when I'm blackout. Like a bread, I threw bread at a friend when I was blackout. I was like, I was, eat some bread. She said she turned at one point, and I popped out of the doorway. <laughs> With a giant, one of those giant things of gold, and just went ah! It's also an endearing blackout. Yeah, it's yeah. But, but Heather didn't have any such situation. Yeah, they start endearing, and then they get really bad. But and she, but okay, let me just voice my play, other. Now, yeah, you play devil's advocate. Go devil's advocate. Okay, I believe her that she was incredibly drunk, and just something happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the person jumbling on the door was Meredith, Jen, and Angie. Okay. They came in, 4.30. They came in. It was like a conga line. Meredith was like, ha, 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 ha. They came in ready to party. They were turning up, which makes me think something else was going on. Yeah. They were, they were par- ready to do some more K. They were partying. They That's were like, what you're like when you're ready to do another line of K. Yeah. They're like, we're not ready for this night to end. We're coming in at 4.30. Like what were they doing? Let's be... Someone's wearing like a wig. Was it Jen? Jen's wearing, wearing like a wig that's half on her head, or like <laughs> George Washington wig. She's wearing like, a colonial wig, and like she looks like someone at Versailles. <laughs> but they come in. But I was like Meredith. Meredith <laughs> coming in, and they were ready to go. They were ready to turn the fuck mm-hmm. up again, and then we didn't see what else happened. But like clearly, they came in. They were ready to go. So make then I was like, did they have some kind of like thirteen moment where it's like hit me? Yeah, I mean I posited that I feel in a past episode where it came down to like Jen and Heather having their like thirteen love story frenemy story, but but then Angie K brought up the point that the next day Jen was like furtive and like on her phone and like not. But she also could have just been lo- like helping cover for Heather, or she was thinking about like yeah, I don't prison. know. <laughs> I mean, she has a lot of reasons to get like pensive at random times. Yeah, they're like she seemed really stressed and concerned and quiet. I couldn't imagine why. Yeah, she's a federal court case coming up <laughs> where everyone jail for has a flipped on her, and yeah. she's most certainly going to jail. And it seems shockingly like i i i buy it i i felt heather's i felt that pain mm-hmm. but i also still felt like she was a little full of shit yeah she's a bullshitter for sure she's a i wrote that was like my first note was heather's a bullshitter yes they've also resulted or resorted to stunts in lieu of having jen having them pull up in that sprinter van inside i was like you guys you're better than this. They're filming on a stage in New York. Do better. Where are they? They made them go out of their dressing room and get in a car that was in the same area in a building that inside. they were inside and then pull up to an, a set that was also inside. Were they at the armory? It looked like it. Yeah, they're they... in like a cracked, like, <laughs> abbey. <laughs> a cursed abbey. I kind of loved the cursed abbey. I did too. I'm not opposed to the sprinter van, but I'm like, okay, you just did this because Jen's not here. Yeah. Get a little more creative. Have them come. You know what? They should have them rise out of the floor. <gasps> like Hunger Games style. Exactly. 
get that going. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? No is price. It, it, it sky's the limit. You're, you need to get the show. The it's time there. to go a little bit more next level than that. If your main ass bitch is not showing up to the reunion, we're gonna need to talk hydraulics through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> through the come up through the fucking floor, or just have it be a one-on-one, one-hour interview between Andy and Lisa. Just instead of a reunion, have in conversation with Andy and just Lisa. about life, just about anything. I would take one out. They could meander, like in the actor's studio. Yeah. Oh my god, that was great. That was 1997. <laughs> I would live for that. I just gone. Yeah, I just got to BYU. Then it was so great. Fun times. Fun times at BYU. <laughs> They that's, could go all over the place. It could st- <laughs> that's me in Long Island, 1987. It was before I came in New York City, girl. But it was still really fun. Oh. I would take the Long Island Expressway into the city. The LIRR Railroad. She's five. Yeah. <laughs> take it in the city. She's five and in high, or she's like two and a half in high heels and a purse. <laughs> On the going, Long Island Railroad? <laughs> yeah. Commu- <laughs> commuting to the city for her first job. She's interviewing. Yeah, I got a job. I was a hostess at Sarah Beth's. <laughs> at, at what age? I started like any young New Yorker hopeful girl. <laughs> I, was a, I was the maitre d' at Sarah Beth's. A at, hostess. At two. <laughs> <laughs> Wheeling and dealing. <laughs> I was a buyer. <laughs> I was a buyer at uh, Bergdorf Goodman, eight seven. <laughs> it was a moment. It was I a real moment. My life to fashion. It's why I really fell in love with fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my first apartment at age twelve, in Midtown East. It was big for me at that point to get into real estate, and I really wanted to put roots down. <laughs> After working in the city for 10 years. So I ended up moving up to Yorkville on the Upper East Side. Enrolled in private school. Did it all in one year. <laughs> and then and then my family said, I went back to Long Island. They said, where have you been? It's like they didn't even know I was gone. I said, Mom, Dad, I have a career now. I've been gone and for I'm six a graduate. years. <laughs> I've been gone for 10 years. <laughs> she disappeared when she was she two disappeared. and a half. She walked out the door and said, I, I'm going to work. I got a job. I'll see you later. And then didn't come back for 10 years. And they didn't even question their baby girl, Lisa. <laughs> they didn't even, baby girl, Lisa. They didn't even know she was gone. No. They were like, they were like oh, God. Okay. Uh, so we're going to move to Utah and convert to Mormonism. <laughs> Oh, God, no. I just started my career in the city. <laughs> well, I belong in the hustle bustle, but I guess I'll go to Utah. Cool. There's towns there that you can do stuff, right? And they're like, there's a little town called Sundance. Sundance oh was nothing back then. So at age 15, I started Sundance. <laughs> She's a fucking career woman. My first investor was Bally's Total Fitness <laughs> and Evian. Those were her original Sundance investors. Mm-hmm. I got ballets on the floor. Ground zero. <laughs> Brick and mortar, baby. We were there from the start. We had treadmills. We had treadmills. <laughs> treadmills, Stairmaster. <laughs> Bally's hosted the first official Sundance event. Bally's pop-up. Sponsored in part by Marcia Gay Harden. <laughs> 
and Jean Triplehorn. I love her being in with the indie yeah. actress community. What, I, that what was the days was, of Pollock. She could have been it. Jackson Pollock with Ed Harris. Ed's big year. Ed's big <laughs> I was really in on the ground floor of Ed's Oscars campaign for your consideration. It started at the Bally's Total Fitness Tent at Sundance. I got really close to Ed and Marsha then. <laughs> and she's remained close with them ever since. Oh, yeah. They're like, they, she counts them as like dear, dear friends. And then Andy and Lisa would go on <laughs> for like 10 minutes about how great Ed and Marsha are and like trade story. Oh, oh like Andy, would, of course. Oh, God, Andy oh knows. my God. I've heard nothing. Oh. And they go off on this long tangent about that. I come out. Where were we? Where were where we? Where were we? Oh, yeah. Intimate. Make it two hours, honestly. Yes. <laughs> That's when I started working for the Pentagon. 9 11 changed everything for me. Oh, they would get into it. It really changed like, the way I see the world. Don't even mention. She goes, 9 11, don't even. Don't mention us New Yorkers. Don't. We don't, know. Don't even talk don't about even it. Talk about don't even talk about it. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Really put a, a lens on things. <laughs> really I, made me see clearly. I started my, working for Blackwater. My priorities changed. What? <laughs> <laughs> my priorities changed a lot after 9 11. Oh, my God. But yeah, so they should do that instead of what they're doing for this reunion. Yeah. Um, Lisa and <laughs> Meredith. Lisa works for Blackwater. <laughs> I started working for Blackwater in 2009. <laughs> Changed my life in every way. What does Blackwater do? It's like weapons. Okay. That's what I thought. Military. I just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Um, Lisa and Meredith get into their spat. Mm. And Meredith ends it by saying, let's just be neutral to each other and be open and see what happens. Meredith looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Snatched. But love her dress. Mm-hmm. She's not giving. Because she kind of is. She's not, though. She's. It's a big sign, and you pointed this out while we were watching it, when the side talent the supporting characters are outshining the OGs, which is what's happening in this. In movie. every way, mm-hmm. they so, came dressed better. They looked Dana. They are each serving cunt, and yeah. they are giving. They're all giving. They're giving it their all. They're providing, and the OGs need to take note. And you can tell there's some. Heather had some comment like, 
something like you're just lucky to be on this couch like there you can tell the the veterans are a little their feathers are ruffled because angie k brought did not skip a beat she didn't and they all all of them in their own way brought something they elevated the season in ways that the the olds couldn't and they were not featured enough they weren't it was a crime and they know it and they know they know that the fans know it they know how it looks on tv now they're pissed heather's pissed recast meredith i think bring mary back i want wild rose to stay honestly i could take heather reduced to friend of but i know that that's not going to happen so i feel like i can't even give myself like hope. You, think, you think get rid of meredith i think it's time for Meredith to go like just just go go do like the real housewives of Sh- do a real housewives of chicago and just Ooh. be the queen be there i mean angie k i think is like i'm from salt lake you didn't know anyone when you like it sounds like meredith was pretty new to the city when she started filming mm. she's not real. i don't love that she's not a real native salt laker go do a chicago show do something else when meredith said that she's like a people person and like a social butterfly i was yeah, like right. you're not and like, i've said, seen you at an event oh yeah and it i'm telling was more in- social i'm that's all i'm saying well that's all i'm saying well can what do we expect it, could we expect anything less from miss sutton strike a gracious hostess of course i mean don't even give me that i'm gonna cry <laughs> I'm going to cry. Lisa goes, can I have a glass of water, please? I'm dying. Like mid thing. And she goes like this at one point to the producer off screen. She goes, Meredith. I think Whitney was on like. Peels. <laughs> <laughs> I think she took an edible too. Maybe she could beta blocker. She was tanked. <laughs> Shit face. <laughs> Heather blacks out every once in a while. Whitney's never blacked in. <laughs> I think she did take a beta blocker. I think it must be really stressful. Seems stressful. You're probably so hungry and thirsty, and like just you like film for ten hours straight, uncomfortable, relitigating. Really well, and that zipper dress does not look comfortable. Having to sit, also sit like perfectly on a couch, poised for hours, poised like a lady, like a tame rose. Andy's just sitting, sitting there. At one point, he said something to someone, and I was like, "He is so insincere," but I live for it. I live for him. He was pushing back. He pushed back at Meredith, finally got sick of her ass. In the next episode, you see him say, like, basically, why were you, like, basically giggling yourself into a froth in a bathtub last season about Jen's arrest? And then this season, you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it was weird. Flip-flop. I don't like it. She needs to answer for herself. Lisa said she's working on holiday music. She's working on an EP. Two or three songs. What makes you think I'm not already working on it, Andy? Heather, the way she reacted, I was like, Heather's so jealous. So jealous. Has never been more jealous in her life. Pure rage. Than a baby girl, Lisa. Lisa should release one, like, Hanukkah song, a Christmas song, and then, like, a really kooky Mormon Christmas song. On the day that Heather's book releases. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, she should drop, do like a Beyonce and just drop the release on the same day with could a visual album. No, just I, oh, she should oh, do oh. a visual album. Yeah. Like her, her lemonade. With all three songs. Yeah, it's Lisa's Lemonade. She calls it Lisa's Lemonade. It's three <laughs> holiday songs. 
dashing through the snow. I'm really excited. What else happened? Mm. I mean, Angie K comes on looking fierce. She looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, she looks incredible. I love her. She's oh, like a doll. I love she her looks like, like a dolly. Yeah. She's a dolly woman that I don't even believe truly exists. She had like a cute like koi fish kind of dress. Ooh, is that what it was? I think it was. It was so sparkly. I loved it. It looked like it from my angle, but I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> my glasses. De- oh, so they say the rumor, they get into like the rumors about Lisa Barlow sucking dick for Utah Jazz tickets and try and figure out where that came from. Wheatney says that Heather was the one that started it. Heather, hmm, conveniently again, is not remembering things. So I'm either like New Year's Eve 2021. You're an alcoholic or you're a liar. The jig's up. I think the jig's up. Fooled me once, shame on me. Me buying into her at the beginning of this episode, being like, I was so ashamed. I was so. (laughs) How quickly that was. I'm like, wait, I've read. I think we were hoodwinked. Wow. And then Angie K gets sucked into it to try and remember what happened. <laughs> She's lying a little too. She is. She Does she say that John Barlow flipped out at a jazz game? Daddy yeah. John. Yelled at her kid or her something like weird. And then they yelled threat- the F word. They, and then I went <laughs> back in. <laughs> he F slurred. He went, he called. He. I was like, did he, at first I was like, she goes, he said the F word in my head. I'm like, did he call her husband a fag? <laughs> and then I'm around my child. And I was like, oh, okay. Which, said, Fuck. I mean, he could have called that, her husband that. But I guess someone threatened to kick John out of the venue, which kind of freaked me out. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't know. Cause believe then Lisa, men. <laughs> believe all men. Because <laughs> Lisa... She's like, no, that never happened. Oh, unbelievable. That is absurd. Take it back. She goes, I actually, or Andy goes, like, do you like the Utah Jazz? She goes, I love them. I love them so much. I'm actually friends with some of the players, and I don't have sex with them for tickets. And then Angie Harrington to herself goes, friends with the players, like under her breath. I love. I just love Lisa going, yes, I love the Jazz. She goes, I love them. I thought she was going to say, but I'm a New York girl at heart. The Knicks or she whatever they are. Sports. Is that what they are? The New York Knicks? The Mets? Mets the baseball is baseball. Team? Knicks is basketball. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. You're straight. You're straight I'm after straight, all. straight, man. <laughs> this just in carries fucking straight. I'm fucking straight. <laughs> I knew the Knicks. You've crossed over as soon as you say New York Knicks. Uh, I went like this. Straight. I like pussy. Um, I wrote Meredith and Heather bother me in all caps. Yeah, they're like, they're just m- milky. <laughs> they are. They're just kind of like, like they just, they're sort of just like, I don't see what's going on with them. They make no sense. And Heather, before I like got sucked into her shame spiral and began to have empathy for her situation, I was like, we should all really pool our resources and launch a class action lawsuit against her for what she did this season with the eye yeah like i don't accept that and i think that there are legal grounds to pursue action against her can i just say too that maybe we were both our al-anon came out where we were like we feel so bad for her and then we get tricked in the process it's okay where we're easily manipulated is that a feature i uh i think like someone who's 
They just want to believe. They want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to believe. But now I want to sue. So now I think we should. I think we could all sue her. The the country, the collective Bravo fan base should sue. They why why haven't they done that yet? Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. But I don't wish that on anyone. No, I don't wish that on anyone either. It's the but I would like to know. But it would be really funny, and I would like a little restitution (laughs) for being put through this black eye saga. Black eye gate, Meredith, kind of. She opens her mouth and closes it, and sounds (laughs) come out every once in a while. Whitney is fuging. Whitney's gone to another place. She's waiting. Where, she's, where is she? She's biding her time. She's gone into like fairyland. She's had to retreat. Yeah. She's, she's in Wild Rose oh no. fairyland. The Wild Rose has activated. <laughs> Check back in five to seven hours. <laughs> I will be gone to the land of Tirnanog, where we will she live is. for 300 years. She's... Lion, the witch, in the wardrobe, but she, the wardrobe is her own mind. One hour in in Whitney's Tiernanog is fifty <laughs> years. <laughs> what made her leave? What made her leave? She's, you know, what she's collecting her. She's not as like quick in terms of verbally as Heather, and she knows that she has to bring the A game. She's gathering evidence. So she's in Fairyland. She has all her papers lined out, like, on the floor in, like, rows. <laughs> her fairy spirit guides are like, you got this, girl. You got this, Whitney. Thank you. Give it to them. <laughs> Give it to them good, girl. Give it to them good. You always keep it real, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it real. Stay on your healing, stay on your healing journey, girl. You, you've healed so much. You've healed so much this year. You always keep it real. You go, girl. You know you always got. <laughs> they really. You they know you always. You always got your brothers and sisters and Tiernanog waiting for you to come home. They go ding and like a little rainbow comes yeah. out. <laughs> she goes, thank you so much. But she's leaving. They all gathered around. She gives a press conference. And she's like, thank you so much for she having a press me. conference. <laughs> to all like a, spirits of Tiernanog in her like own after brain. a sports game or something. Yeah, or just like she's about to step back through mm. the portal and she just wants to address the community. I'd like to address the crowd to all <laughs> my my friends and chosen family in Tiernanog. <laughs> to all my friends and chosen family in Tiernanog. Uh, yes, the rumors are true. I will be heading back <laughs> to the reunion <laughs> after a after a glorious three hundred years. As a fixture in this community. No, one second on... <laughs> the way it works is one second on Real Housewives or one minute is 300 years. Oh, God! And tier, and tier, she's taken a long time. She doubted herself. That's an ice age. I know. She doubted herself. For, <laughs> they go, centuries have gone by and you still haven't gone back. She goes... and <laughs> She had to gather I evidence. I have to say, it really feels like it's been a millennium. Pause for a laugh. <laughs> the fairies all flap their wings but now it is time for me to leave but i will be back soon believe me believe me (laughs) you could say i'll be back sooner than you think (laughs) but that is not the case because things go very slowly here but oh yeah it will actually be another like 40 million years before she's back but trust i will be back she will be she's mythical in that land 
So she comes back, but she's biding her time for the next. Yeah, for the next episode. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, what else happens? I don't really know. <laughs> what else happened? That's all the notes that I have. And then at the end I wrote, recast this show. Yeah. What's your eye? Are you dying? Do you have a sty? Is it like a scratch? No, I think it's something just like I can like feel it. It's like, have you, know you flushed what I mean? your eye? I'm going out. to when I get home. You haven't done it yet, though, have you? Well, I thought I thought I got it last night, and then I woke up and I was like, "It's remained for the day." No, I know it's die, and this isn't a sty. Oh, what if your patient zero of cordyceps? Cordyceps. Um, can't wait for the Last of Us. Did you I watch know. it? I have it. I watched the opening of the second episode. It was so good. Bomb them, and then <laughs> I got really stressed. I was like, I can't deal with like this right now so then i turned it off but i might revisit tonight as a treat post packing or i might not and wait for it wait for it to build wait for it and then binge a little bit when you get home you'll be like three weeks worth of yeah that's the way i like to do it with traumatic shows like that and like handmaid's tale oh i'm in it for the long haul damn you're really like i know you're you're a real i'm truly like a slave to handmaid's tale (laughs) they got me they got me gal um guys guys we love you so so much this is going to be the last recording for like two weeks yeah between you and i but you won't even know that if you're on the sub patreon because there will be bonus episodes that are in the fucking can and i'll be back next week with a special guest recapping this shit show part two so stay tuned i'm gonna do my best to hold down the fort you're going to hold it down. And guests to be announced. Bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.